I'm, okay, I probably should have asked this off the air, but a while back then, you got your you got your vaccination, and I actually never asked you how it was. How did it go? Oh, it's good. You got both. I'm I'm so healthy. I could kiss everyone. <laughs> well, <laughs> should I? <laughs> no, it knocked me out. I was like sleepy all day yesterday. Humans are now just big old rats. We you can now carry the disease and not. Uh, <laughs> But not get sick. So, that's what I'm describing it now. But you know, if you wait, hold on. I, I feel like I have a story, but I don't. I just want to say this because we're, we're about to talk about office space. But I rats in a cage, just like an office. <laughs> well, exactly. I remember calling out sick so often for certain jobs when I was younger that I was like, "F this mm-hmm. job!" I, like just the idea. Like you know, when you're a kid and you're like, you know, you have absences you have a certain number of absences before you fail a class and all this and then yeah. when i got into like the workforce and like vacation pay and like sick pay and all that count i was like wait this is excused absences and you can get paid for it and i can I am, not really have a reason and just call in and take a day off yeah i i gotta admit when i was working like those beginning jobs and like grocery stores or whatever i was like nah bro I got fired from a pizza place when I was 15 for doing my summer reading when I should have been folding boxes. Wow, that's and harsh. The boss, the boss came in. I was the only one there. Me and the, the chef, the cook. Chef? Is it pizza chef? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. You the guy who actually I, made the pizzas. Sure. Uh, but the boss came in and I was like writing an essay or something because I had to go back to school in two weeks. And he was like, what? What are you doing? And I was like, homework? I don't know. And he's like, you know what? You can leave. I'll tell you when I need you. And I was like, all right, well, the summer's over in a week anyway. So, oh my I'm God. Gra- I'm going to grab a slice. Please tell me you actually took a slice. Did you pay for a slice? Oh, no, I never paid for slices there. <laughs> actually, I didn't go there for like another year or two. And then, and it was like the place that we would always call for for delivery. So it was kind of hard not to go back there. Yeah. And then one day I was like, I think I'm ready. And I called a pizza and I went to pick it up and he was. So thrilled to see me. He was like, oh, Danny, oh. How's, how's it going? Long time ago. Uh-huh. I've known this guy since I was, his his oldest son used to babysit for me. So it's a very oh. familial thing. That's, you know what? That story took a... R.I.P. Homer. <laughs> oh, did he Good die? Man. Yeah, a couple years ago. Oh, no. Was, you you could have left it positive, hey, dude. About turns. <laughs> All right. On that note, listen, this is required watching where you watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how the hell to move forward. I am Trey Epps. I'm Danny Tavener. I like that listen, little and talking about Office Space. It's a fun one. It's a fun one. It's 1999's Office Space starring. I want to say Jennifer Anderson's name first. I really, really do, but Starring Ron Livingston, <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, David Herman, AJ Nadu, Nadu, Dedrick Bader, Stephen Root, Stephen Gary Root. Cole, John C. McGinley's in this. <sighs> the guy from Scrubs? It's the guy from Scrubs, baby. Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox. I wish I can go off on one of, one of those classic Dr. Cox rants, but I can't. <laughs> too, too wordy for me. Too wordy. I don't um, have the, I don't have the lung capacity for that. Exactly. Exactly. You got to do, do some cardio. Uh, if you have not seen this film, it's about three cur- sorry three company workers who hate their jobs and decide to rebel against their greedy boss. Uh, this is written and directed by Mike Judge, and this is my first time seeing it. Really? 
My first, I've seen, I've seen bits. I've seen pieces. I've never seen the entire thing through. If you ask me what Office Space was about, I was like, I would tell you it's about a guy who doesn't like his job, who's working in office. Could could not give you anything else. And it's starring that guy that I always want to call Kyle Chandler. Like I know he's, he's not Kyle Chandler. Chandler. That's, that's the guy from Friday Night Lights. Oh, Coach Coach Taylor. I always want right. to call this guy Kyle Chandler, but it's not Kyle Chandler. No, it's Ron Livingston from Office Space. And what else do you do? Well, Band I know him from, well, I know him for a couple of things. Like he was in Search Party. Great show if you haven't seen it. Uh, a, a Million Little Things on ABC, I believe. He's been a, he's been in so many things, but I always confuse him. So I apologize, Ron Livingston. Uh, please forgive me. He's on Boardwalk Empire as well. Anyways, then I, yes, I just... If I, if I can be brutally honest as a black man in America, so no, mm. I can't be. <laughs> I thought this movie was far too wide for me. When it was a pretty wide movie. Like, but like when I was younger specifically, I was like, this movie doesn't speak to anything that I can, that I know. So like, it was never an urge to watch it. I was never like, like everyone was like office space. And it's like, I like, sure. Like that's just not the world I lived in. Boys in the Hood on the other I was watching it, even when I was watching it this time, I was like, I think when they got to the third hip hop song, bro, what the fuck is I up with like, the music? There's no black people in this movie, and then there's one black person. It's the guy's lawyer at the end. What's up with the music in this movie? I need, I need answers. I need answers because I was like, okay, you know, everyone's they're showing their journeys to work, and you know, one of the guys is going to work, and he's blasting some hip hop music, and. Like I was like, oh, is this a, like he's just gonna, like, like uh, an N word's coming up? I, like it, it's not <laughs> hip hop that I know, but I was like, oh, an N word's coming up, and he's just like, gonna not say it because he's like looking in his mirrors. He checks yeah. his mirror. A car with black people are coming, <clears throat> and he turns the music down. I was like, you know what? Fair. Like you should. I would also be looking at you this way because he was going hard in the car. Like not even like normal listening. He was going hard. It's funny uh, because as a as a white. I've had mornings where I'm going to my office listening to hip hop. Sure. And I'm like, oh, I'm listening to shit about selling drugs and fancy cars. And I'm going to sit in an office for a couple hours. But, but you know what? I get it. I get it. If, the, if, if you're like, listen, hip hop is about the struggle. And I also struggle. I'm like, First of all, you don't need a reason to listen to hip hop. That's not the point. The point is, in this very, very white film, you can't help but notice that the only music that's actually playing is like hip hop and rap. And yeah. like t- towards the end, I feel like it's, it gets progressively like explicit as well. Like towards the end, yeah. it's just like a lot of N words being dropped, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Like when, like, he, sh- when he has his change of heart and comes in and just takes apart the doorknob and his cubicle, right, right. <laughs> it's so it's so aggressive, and then like the you know the end with, where they're destroying like the office furniture and stuff. I was like, oh, like this is a funny moment, which like isolated, like that's really funny, but like mm-hmm. the music stayed the same throughout the entire movie. So there was that. I did I enjoy this movie. I in, I did not hate it. Uh, yeah, the late nineties movie though. It felt very late nineties, and like this is such a cult classic for so many people. So many people love this movie, and you know what? I I get it. I get why people like it. Also, can I give you a hot take? <laughs> Please. What is this uh, podcast for if not hot takes? <laughs> So this is public record, and I'm gonna make something. I'm gonna make a statement that's fairly controversial, which is, uh-uh. I don't think people give Jennifer Aniston roles that she can thrive in. 
I don't think she's in, I don't, I definitely don't think she's a bad actress, but I don't like, I don't think this role was for her. What's, what do you think is the best Jennifer Aniston role? Well, is there one? It's a great question. I, at this point, I kind of think Jennifer Aniston is just playing Jennifer Aniston in a in a in yeah. a weird way. Like she does the Jennifer Aniston voice. She does the face. <laughs> right. She's a female yeah. Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh. oh wow! <laughs> I love that. I, like you know what? Dumpling is an indie indie movie of hers. Or Cake. Cake was also good. No, not Dumpling. Not Dumpling. Cake is something enough. It was an indie movie of hers of like this? It was like this drama. And I thought, what a what a good movie for her. What a good, what a good turn. I thought she was going to do this Adam Sandler thing. Or, you know, I, I don't know why I say Adam Sandler, but this thing where she's, you know, known for being in comedies and takes this turn into dramas. And I think that's, I think honestly, that's the reason why the morning show kind of happened and all this stuff is that like she just wasn't getting the roles I think she wanted. But mm. yeah, I, I just it ups, it upsets me at a certain point where I'm just like I. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think nine, we talk about nineties comedies and stuff. And I think, I think Jennifer Aniston is so good in friends, like so good at playing Rachel that I think, I think that's what everyone expects. And that's what everyone wants. I think even when she is nominated for the morning show, it upsets me a little bit. Cause I'm like, this just sounds like Jennifer. Aniston. It doesn't feel like she's going into a character. And, it, and yeah, it really having, bleeds over into a lot of her roles. It truly does. But like when you see something like Cake, again, super independent, probably not a lot of people saw that movie. And like, I'm sure some of her other roles as well. You're like, oh, like she, she can, she can act outside of being Rachel from Friends. Sorry, that's just my gripe about it. Cause I, I don't think it's, it's not her. I don't think it's her. I think it's like what people expect her to do and expect her to be in. Because when you're in a role for 10 years, how do you get away from that? On the, on the uh, flip side of that though, I will say yeah. Stephen Root. Stephen Root is amazing. On oh top my god! I I almost paused the movie and I was like, "Wait, I know who this is, but is it?" And I was like, "Wait, no, no, no! It has to be somebody else." Like, I kept bouncing between who it was, and of course, it was just yeah. all of Stephen Root's characters ever. Like, I'm I'm just bouncing around between Stephen Root. Like he was in Get Out. Yeah. And he's in this movie. And if you had told me there are two different people, I would believe you. <laughs> Real, like, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's really true. I mean, like even like Barry and Doswell, like, like he, I slept mm-hmm. on, slept on. Good job. Which is, as I I see the Twitter trend going around where people show an actor in different roles. Yeah, and they'll say this person always understands the assignment. Steven Root always understands the assignment. <laughs> and you need people like that. You need people like that. Burn this building down. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, so the, so I, I don't know the comic and Mike Judge, Mike Judge is, uh, talk about Mike Judge and like versatility in, in mm-hmm. making things. I, th- I think he also has a really interesting eye on making lots of different things, even if they, they may be sometimes in the same tone. Like you would never, you can't say Beavis and Butthead is identical to anything else that he's done. Yeah, maybe maybe King of the Hill, but only because it's animation, not because that's similar in tone or anything. Um, I could see I could see a thread between King of the Hill, Office Space. What else? Idiocracy. He's a good satirist, right? Well, exactly, exactly. But sorry, my point was I didn't. I so I I, I believe it said it was based on the Milton comics, and I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them. So 
I was like, oh, it's based on something called Milton. And then we're quickly introduced to a character named Milton who is like <laughs> a sea story to the entire movie. Like not, yeah. <laughs> like not, not a major part of this at all. If you cut it all out, it, it the movie would still hold up completely fine, which is a shame because I would kind of, I kind of, I would, I would want to see what happens to Milton. I want to, I want to know what, yeah, like this guy is someone who gets stepped over, but I feel like, I feel like he's also one of those guys who snaps at a certain point and becomes someone else. Oh yeah. I mean, he burned the place down. <laughs> he burned it. Yeah. Uh, well, you think that was intentional? Was that intentional? I hope so. Trey, did you ever read yeah. the Dilbert comic strip? Yes. Man, remember comic strips? Remember like newspapers? Comic strips? Yes. Oh, I used to <laughs> I love, only- my, my, my brother and sister and I would just fight over the comic strips within, in the newspaper and just grab yeah. it from my dad when he was done. I would only get the the Sunday paper. At one point, one of my jobs was to do d- delivering newspapers. I, I lived in like a building where they had, I don't know how many apartments, but I would only do like, on my block. It'd be like whoever was in that building, like my building and like two other buildings. So it was a very, very small, <laughs> when you think about it, very small like route, but it was small a route. route. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Around the time talking about my terrible days around the time, like the McDonald's monopoly pieces were like very, very oh, big. Yeah. So I would, like people were not getting coupons. People were like, it, it didn't exist. People were paying a dollar 50 for that Sunday paper. And your boy was taking all the coupons. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like 11 years old. Sue me guys. I've thought about getting the paper. I think that'd be nice, but as an adult, I, that's as an adult that yeah. I don't think I'm, that's a commitment. I don't bro. think I have the, the commitment to that. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, it's like we talked about this in kids. I feel like that's also like adulthood, like <laughs> getting the paper, like reading it, like actually reading it. I, I read, I read a couple of articles on the New York times website and by the way, I'm featured in the New York times. Check, check your archives, oh. people. I, so I, I read a couple articles in the New York times and I was like, oh yeah, like this is so much more digestible and less intimidating than like getting a newspaper subscription. Of course, digital is so much cheaper than getting an actual paper. But there's something so intimidating to me about getting a newspaper that I, yeah, I refuse. Yeah, I, the second I hit the New York Times paywall, I closed the browser. Yeah, exactly. I, I <laughs> turn on the VPN well, or something like that. I don't need to know about this yeah. news. It's, it seems too precious for me. I'll check Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> see what they got. <laughs> oh my gosh, we announced about this movie. So, I oh wait, actually hold on hold on what, do you have anything to add before, so I can look for something really quickly no go ahead all right sweet so I I thought I had some fun facts here that I was drawing off of because with comedies it's hard to I, I said this before I think it's hard to I think first of all I think it's easy for critics and film reviewers and, and people just audiences in, in general to go good movie bad movie when it comes to a, a comedy and I I, I certainly have many opinions about things. And even when I don't like a movie, I still seem to like find ways that it's interesting. And I, I, first of all, I liked office space. I didn't love it. Like a lot of people did, but I liked it. But like this, this is so much of a like, cult following that the, the swing line staplers decided to start selling red staplers because of this movie. Like there was such a demand for red staplers because of this movie, which really shows a power of a film. I guess, and how it affects mm-hmm. other people, like other people's businesses. Also, I, I feel I feel like movie promotions just don't happen the same way anymore. So, like one of the movie promotions for the film was inviting people to 
smash up office equipment, which of course now is like a paid thing. People go places to, to, to smash things. But how yeah. fucking amazing would that be? How would, how amazing would that be to to do that? So someone go, yeah, you, you know, we're putting on a film and we have this like little project. If you, you want to come down, like, of course, of course. I, yeah. What would other movies destroy? Like, if they were promoting Godzilla, you get to destroy like a small city. Oh, that's first of all, hilarious. I know for Little Shop of Horrors, they they would end video interviews with like they would do videos with Audrey too, like with the plant and then eat eat the reporters, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, that's amazing. Just like yeah, fun. Quick, quick side note. We need yeah. more musicals on this. We haven't done a musical in a minute. Yeah, because I think we did like two back to back. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for another one. <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 do another one. I'm always up for a musical. I, I have a lot of fun with musicals. I, I have a place in my heart for them, and it's hard to get me to get me away from them. I guess in a way, Office Space is a musical. <laughs> Come again, because of all of the hip hop music. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. See again, talking about things that didn't need to be in there. Like if Milton was cut out, it's not integral. I think if the whole Jennifer Anderson thing wasn't in there, it wouldn't be integral. And I know I'm, no, I'm nitpicking. I know I'm nitpicking because, like, of course, like, I think a lot of things aren't that aren't romantic romance stories don't need a romantic interest. So I, I don't want to pull mm-hmm. that thread. But part of me is like, I'm spending so much time with Jennifer Aniston, like, hating her flair for some reason, and and well, I guess I guess the point yeah. is that like she hates her job. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I, yeah, <laughs> but that's not lost but, that. Different people could hate different jobs. I get the the connect, right. but it did feel like they only touched on it enough to make that a similarity. And they're like, "All right, you guys get it. They both hate their right. jobs. Let's move on." Right. But then, but, but look, it's also a world. I, I think. I think for. I think a bit more depth. I would have loved to see someone who actually really liked their job. I don't mean who really like their job and like like just is annoying, but I mean like someone who's like, yo, these numbers are fucking great, bro. Like I, mm-hmm. I spent four years getting a degree for this. Like this is making like, you know, this is, you know, I'm real humble. I don't have a lot, but I got this job. And that's all, you know, again, not super annoying. I like, I like that. I like the guy in tchotchkes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the closest like, we see to that is the guy after he gets his settlement. After he gets hit by that car. (laughs) (laughs) That's the closest we see to genuine joy. How how dark, how dark to to get like him killing himself and then his wife catches him and then he leaves and gets hit by a car. And that's the best day of his life. And everyone's congratulating him on his settlement. Completely ignoring the fact that he's in a wheelchair with pretty much a full body cast. Crazy. Again, this is where technology kind of wins because we're all in that like that space of not knowing what technology can do. Of course, the like the office burns down and they have like no evidence of of anything. It, it, it seems mm-hmm. the office went down and nothing else happened. It's like as far as consequence for their scheme, which yeah, they're, say, they're home free. <laughs> their scheme. I mean, first of all, if if I gave back. First, listen. There's a lot of ifs in this, but if I'm if I'm down with this plan, if I'm if I'm them and I'm down with this plan, and then I give back 300 grand, and then the next day it's on fire, I am I am not a happy person because I just gave away oh, 300 no. grand. 
Like, you know what I mean? There has to be some moment where you're like, oh my gosh, had I just, just, had I just not done that. Also up until this point, they're pretty blase about everything, especially right. the main guy. Wait, what's his name? Peter. Oh, Ron Livingston's character? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, doesn't give a shit about anything. No, no, no. It seems like a big 182. I get that it's a lot of money, but he also like completely reverts back to his old. <laughs> sure. Almost. In like nothing, nothing else was holding this together for him. Like, as in like he, he adapted this like easygoing, not give a fuck, you know, lifestyle. And then it mm-hmm. immediately reverted back to this. But like, fine, fine. For the sake of like concluding the movie, go for it. But I, you know, I, I, I do find that his his fuck it like kind of attitude is the exact kind of attitude. Like when John C. McGinley and the other guy are like, we really like this guy. He's a straight shooter. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel like companies, all over. yeah, I feel like that's exactly what companies do. So you know, I know it's a satire and it's speaking to what we all probably think. But like, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks for me. Yeah, I've had moments where I stop caring at a job and notice. Not necessarily that becomes a good thing, but <laughs> it definitely doesn't go the way it should. Not caring. <laughs> uh, like you being fired from uh, the Peace Place. The, the, yeah. the, the, don't wait by the phone, Dan. The, they'll call you one day when they need you. <laughs> I just want free pizza again, Trey. One day. One day. We can all dream. I have nothing else for this bad boy. Listen, I, I'll be honest with you. This is not required watching. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's no surprise coming from me. I listen. It, it's it's one of those movies. I think as far as cult classics, and you're like, oh yeah, like should I check this out? Yeah, go go for it. Go for it. If if it's something that like people are making jokes about, because there's a lot of jokes that people still carry on from the fucking '90s. But like, generally, no. I think there are other movies that do it better. I think yeah. I think as far as I, I think might judge in general knows how to do comedy, knows how to do satire, knows how to handle a genre like this and and really make people like in a really smart way. And I know that when this came out, it was it was smart. Like you know what I mean? Like I feel like at at the time this was a great film. I don't think it holds up the way you'd think it would, you know, 30 years later. Or you know, 20 something years later. No, damn yeah, it. I think 30 years later? Something. Yeah. I think it is one of those the culture has shifted enough where this isn't uh, topical anymore right? or, or it's not as relatable because offices don't operate like this. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> uh, at least like on a large enough scale where it's the, the norm. Right. I think like his other movie, Idiocracy, it's good, but it does feel a little like, Hey, we're saying something. Right, right, right. You know, it's right. funny. Not required. Yeah, it is. Dan, I'm so sorry to drag you down this hole. However, it was a fun one. Listen, party people, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to support us, share. Share the podcast bar with other people, with your friends, with your homies, with your enemies. Also, give us a comment. Rate us, rate us something good on, on the iTunes, like five stars or something like that. Consider subscribing. Um, I don't if you know, have five, already. crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's just something like five. Uh, just off the top of my head. And to catch the latest from the podcast, you can catch it at Laquan Watch on Twitter and Instagram. And to catch me, you can find me at Trey Epps, Twitter and Trey.Epps on Instagram. Dan. 
Danny Taverner everywhere. Yeah, buddy. Again, until next week, my guy. Peace. Peace. And love. <laughs>